HT, New York City. Welcome to Hot 97's Street Soldiers, the hottest talk on radio. Hosted by Lisa Evers. I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can follow me on Twitter at Lisa Evers, Instagram at Lisa Evers, and like me on Facebook too, Lisa Evers, the official page there. What we're focusing on in this episode is what is going on with our girls, what is going on with our women. Now, if you look at the criminal justice system, there are more and more women at a time when crime overall is going down. We're seeing more and more young girls more and more women being caught up in that criminal justice matrix going into prison on the streets in our communities we're seeing girls getting into fights like never before we're seeing girls not backing down we're seeing a whole attitude change where maybe in previous generations it was we had the mother there the grandmother there the father there saying you know you need to act a certain way as a woman you need to conduct yourself a certain way in order to be respected but now to some people in our communities it seems like girls are adopting some of the code of the guys where to be respected is the tough girl to be respected is the one that has her friends around her who can actually get involved too if there happens to be a fight or happens to be some act of violence that goes down so some people say it, it's it's a backlash that violence among young women is a backlash against some of the images we're seeing in our popular culture in the music in hip-hop so many of the lyrics talk about women merely as sexual objects and there's nothing wrong with that but it's if if that's all that they're hearing, does that distort their self-image and their self-worth? Then we have some reality TV shows where we see women who are supposedly at the you know higher echelon of society wearing $750,000 shoes, carrying three and $4,000 bags, uh, full makeup, full hair every time they go out to the store to get or, or to get a cup of coffee. And here they are that when they don't like what their supposed friend says, are throwing drinks at them, throwing punches, wiping dishes off tables, stealing their men. I know it sounds funny. We're laughing about it in, in the studio here, but it's this is I'm just describing what really happens. I'm not even exaggerating. And that's just stabbing each other in the back, not trusting their so-called friends. And this is what, you know, scheming, the scheming is big, a big theme throughout all of it. So is this really having an effect on our young girls? That's the question that we're going to be putting to our panel. And to you, hit me up on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, on the gram, at Lisa Evers. And what do you think is happening with our girls? Do you think popular culture is to blame? What chance do parents stand in raising their girls in this day and age if the media is showing them that you have to either be a total sex object or you have to be a little thugged out chick to get out there and to survive? So let me know what you think on Twitter, at Lisa Evers. And also we have our feedback line, our Hot 97 Street Soldiers feedback line at 212-367-1672. You can leave me a voicemail there, 212-367-1672. And we have a great panel with us to break this all down and discuss this this very important issue because it's something that's been bubbling up. A lot of talk, a lot of focus on men, on young men. And in the meantime, this whole new crisis has been developing and this whole new phenomenon with our girls. So we wanted to really get into that in depth with our all-female panel, by the way. So um, let me introduce them. Duchess, 
She's a TV personality and reality show star. She's an owner of the new show, reality show Pretty in Ink. She's an HBCU graduate, master's in business administration. She is a big supporter of Push for Peace and our communities and very concerned about what's happening to girls in our communities. Duchess, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. We really appreciate it. Also with us is Laurie Favors. She's an attorney. She's a director, the executive director of Breaking the Cycle and the Afro State of Mind Girls program. She works with young girls. Laurie, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. We appreciate it. Also with us is Young M.A. She's a Brooklyn-based female rapper. Um, maybe you've seen her her YouTube videos that get millions and millions of hits, like Brooklyn Chirac, Spits Like Fire. That's yeah, what I'm yeah, calling yeah. it. Yeah. You already know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being with us. We appreciate mm-hmm. it. Thank you, thank you. Also joining us is Simone Emilio. Um, she's an international media personality, also a big supporter of street soldiers in our community outreach efforts at Summer Jam, with Push for Peace, with all the various projects that we've done uh, over the last years. So Simone, great to have you with us. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. We really appreciate it. And also with us is Shauna Marie. She's a psychotherapist. She's a director of mental health clinics. She also is very active with young women and the issues affecting young women. Shauna Marie, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Lisa. We really appreciate it. Laurie, I want to start with you on this because you you work with a lot of young girls. Sure. What do you see happening, particularly in our inner city communities of color? I see, I see hip hop working the same way advertisements work for multimedia or for multinational corporations. So the same way we could be full, having eaten a completely full meal, as soon as you hear ba 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 ba, what are you thinking of? You're thinking of a particular food. You're hungry, maybe, even though you are full. And I think that hip hop, I think videos, reality shows, these are all advertisements for certain lifestyles that a lot of our young girls and young boys, but girls in particular, are embracing, are reflecting, are aspiring to um, and it's incredibly detrimental because these are the most uh, salient messages that they see they are the most prominent messages that they see they're the most consistent messages that they see and these are the messages that are really helping to shape what our girls consider to be proper womanhood or the type of womanhood that they want to aspire to and that's and, and what is the what is the type of woman to be Duchess with the with the reality TV spectrum we see women we don't see a whole lot of women taking postgraduate courses and getting their masters like you like you, know you did in real is? life mm. My real life is so different than the TV life. When people meet me, the first thing that they say is, is this really you? Because the way that you appear on TV is completely different than how you are in your everyday. And the reality of it is, is this that I am on my everyday, who I really am, that's not entertaining. Now, if I'm cursing you out, if I'm at your throat, that's what's entertaining. And society has put that standard especially on the black community the black woman is the bitter the angry the that's what everybody wants to see so when they see that it's like okay i get it they can uh, immediately make that association when we are a part of these situations as talent we don't have any control over the editing over our image over projections we don't know anything that's being how it's being put together until it appears on tv So a lot of these young girls aspire to want to do this, but at the same time, they don't realize you're allowing someone to have complete control over the person that you are. And you can really lose yourself. Like, I find so many times where I'm, like, Tuesdays, our show comes on Monday nights. On Tuesday, I might not go nowhere just because I cannot combat all of the perceptions and 
you know, opinions of people that watch a TV show and not think that, okay, this is a 42-minute show. For that 42 minutes, it takes three weeks to make that one episode. How much of my life are you really allowed to see for you to make an intellectual judgment of who the person that I am? But we don't show people the process of how these things are made. They think that, oh, this happened last week. It just came on Monday night. But do you think part of it's just different? But do you think part of the part part of the issue is also that the those those images, like you said, it's not entertaining if you're sitting there reading a book. It's more entertaining if you're involved or or anyone else is involved in an argument with somebody. That's what's going to get people's attention. But also, do you think with the reality shows, there's the issue of the reality, but it's really entertainment because it's it's put together and that's really all that it is. But a lot of people don't think they think when they see a reality show that it's like how in the '90s it was created and the cameras are just rolling and you just get to see what's going on that's not how reality tv is made reality tv is made over a course of six to eight months before an episode can even hit the air and with that being said like we've been filming for three and three and a half seasons now they have footage from season one that they can edit and manipulate as part of season three and put that's footage that they own anyway and at that moment i might have been angry i might have been feeling different but they use that to make the story entertaining Right. And, and that's I, where people miss the mark. And then also, too, as as human beings, we're evolving and changing and maybe thinking different ways and acting different ways. Um, young M.A., as a rapper, the, the the rap game has also gotten a lot of, you know, taken a lot of hits for being male-dominated, being very, very tough on mm. females. Tell us, about, tell us a little bit about how you came into the game. Um, well, I came in on just just basically writing my, my feelings, expressions, you know what I mean? Um... When I did the Brooklyn Chirac, I actually wasn't even supposed to do the song. Um, my intention wasn't even to do the freestyle to it. Um, people was just like, yo, you got to do that. Everybody doing the Chirac beat, you got to do it, you got to do it. And eventually I just came to it, but it was one of those times where I just kind of like zoned out. And I really didn't expect it to blow up the way it did at all, like not even a little bit. And um. It was just one of them songs where I just basically expressed my my feelings like towards my 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 brother situation, um, the situations I'm around now, and um, was my my intentions was never to give people that aggressive side. I was just being me at the time. I was just writing and I recorded and I just gave it to the people like I always do, um, and then for the people to look at it and be like, wow, like this this chick, you know what I mean? She she's different, like. I like her sound. She's aggressive. She's speaking how she feels instead of talking about sex. She's talking about, you know what I mean, other sides of things, the reality of things. And the crazy thing is when I when I put the video out, I actually got a negative a negative comment about it um from I ain't gonna say his name, but from a guy. He's a um he's a, a known speaker and he he posted my video on Facebook and this is why I actually went viral. He posted my video on yeah. Wow. So the disc made it go viral. Yeah, the, the this guy made it go viral. He basically said, um, this 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 woman is she she needs help. She needs therapy. Um, I wouldn't say the lyrics are bad, but instead of um, you know, talking about shoot this shoot that, why don't you give like a positive, you know what I mean, like a positive you know note to to the younger generation, like for our youth and um. Um, her parents or something, just a bunch of you know negative stuff. And the so guy everyone had to see the video. They wanted yeah, to see the yeah. video so, after that. You know, you right. So you had people that was agreeing with them, of course. You know what I mean. But then you had a whole other crowd that was like, "Yeah, I hear you, 
but this is hot. Like, <laughs> this is different. I like this. And it became where it just was like, share, 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 share. And it became almost a debate under his page what made it viral. You know what I mean? Like, some people was like, yeah, but you can't judge her off off, off a video. You don't know her. And why? Because she's a female. She's not supposed to talk like this. Like, it became like a, a huge debate. Like, I was actually reading the comments like, wow. <laughs> but do you think that's also do you think that's also a generational thing too because like a generation gap because there there's our generation that's told you know we're taught like you have to be ladylike you right. have to be you know yes if you're you're going to be aggressive but don't come out aggressive don't be right. angry don't be the you know there are all those kind of societal yeah, pressures even still on young women too but there's the your generation is like wait a minute this is who we are if right, we're right. angry it's we're going to tell more, you we're angry yeah, now it's a little more, more open like, yeah it's a little more open now not fully but it's it's a little more gaps in it, um, and I and I'm I'm happy about that, you know what I mean? Cause I'm I'm not the only one that's doing it. You understand what I'm saying? There's other people who's who's trying to make a way in 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 the same you know situation, but it's a little more easier. Like before, cause I've been doing music since since I was little. You know what I mean? And um, when I first was rapping, I was speaking, you know, a little more ladylike. I looked, you know, my hair was down, and this is just something I thought I was supposed to be. You know what I mean? I didn't get too sexual. I still wasn't talking sexual. I still was getting it, you know what I mean, popping. But, <laughs> but I was a little more, you know, ladylike. I had to be a little more feminine. Um, and then it just became a point where I just was like, yo, like, I don't, I'm to the point where I don't even care what people think. I'm just going to come out, and if they accept me, they don't. I mean, they do, and if they don't, they don't. Understand. And you just and, got to that, that point of, uh, yeah, of authenticity. Yeah, it just was like, if it's meant, it's going to meant. It's going to happen. If it's not, it's not going to happen. But you got to do you. Forward. Yeah, and I just got to do me. And now I'm here today. And and here you, you know are. I mean? And and here you yeah. No, we're glad to have you here with us on the show. <laughs> Simone Amelia, um, you've interviewed a lot of artists. I have. Males and females. Yep. You've observed and participated in the hip-hop scene. Yeah. There is that pressure on women artists that you have to be beautiful, you have to be sexy, you have to use your sexuality. But with Young M.A., with the, with the, the new newest, newest of the artists, <laughs> what do you see happening? I mean, let's talk about it. I mean, it's always been the debate, the chicken and the egg scenario. So as Young M.A. was saying, there was a gentleman that was against mm -hmm. the remix of the song you did, but that has happened since the beginning of hip hop. Right. It's basically, as the artist, it's your role almost to be a journalist like me and like Lisa and to report on your surroundings. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you may be adversely influencing young people and encouraging them in behaviors that they may not have initially been attracted to. So it's the chicken and the egg, it's a catch-22. Uh, I think the, today's topic is hip-hop and women, does the culture help or hurt our females? Hip-hop raised me and I'm sure it raised all of us mm -hmm. and we're mm -hmm. all upstanding, successful, independent women. Mm -hmm. the, the, the point that, that we make here is balance. We were raised in a time, well, I know I was specifically raised in a time when Little Kim and Foxy Brown, I was a teenager when they came out. And I didn't even really understand. I used to be scared of the uh. Now I put <laughs> uh to the uh. But, because I was 15 when that came out. But I but I knew I loved it. And, and it awakened something in me as a woman. But it didn't necessarily mean that I was taking pictures like Little Kim on the cover of her debut album. Uh, but at the same time, I was embracing sexuality, but I also had Queen Latifah, Missy Elliott, Eve, uh, so many other females to look up to that were mainstream. They were mainstream, whereas nowadays we have Nicki Minaj, we have Nicki at the top, and underneath her, leagues below her, are a group of amazing female artists mm -hmm. that just are not 
for whatever reason we can discuss, being allowed that same access. And Nikki kicked down the doors. So this should have been an influx of women after, after her. her. So what the question is, why is that not happening? And, and the question is, why why that why hasn't that happened? And yeah. why isn't that happening? And I want to get, get everybody's response on that. But Shauna Marie, in terms of the, you're a psychotherapist, in terms of the, the effect on our young girls especially, like our girls 11, 12, 13 years old, the mm-hmm. images... Unlike previous generations, they're growing up saturated with images. Tell us about the effect that has on them. Well, the fact is that it can't not have an effect. Every, you know, every idea, every image has an impact on the psyche. It has an impact. So if you take um, a young girl, her psychological development, her emotional development, her sense of self and who she is is being reinforced by the images and the interactions she has. So if you think that she's flooded with very clear, consistent messages. You know, if if there's no, um, I'll forget on the, if there's no, but like if there's no, um, you're beautiful, you're successful, your mind is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and what she then sees instead is, so I have to be a sexualized object. I have to learn about all these concepts. You know, like Simone was saying, she was, a, you know, a teenager at that time, but these girls, Right now, radio doesn't stop. TV doesn't stop. It's 24-7. So instead of it being an hour's worth or two hours or three hours, that's all you get all day. So if you turn on your phone, you turn on your TV, you turn on your radio, you're getting the exact same message. So by the time they get to me, (laughs) you know, like I'm seeing little girls. I asked them, was the first, you know, how old were you when you had sex? Six. What? Mm -hmm. Six. Well, that's rape. I mean, they were abused? At any age their partner may be, what was the first age you had sex? Six, seven, eight. It blew me away. When I first started working with young girls and adolescents, completely blown away. In the psych ward, in the clinics. In the classroom. Exactly. So um, what does that then mean? It means they have positive pregnancy tests. They have HIV diagnoses. They have STD diagnoses. They have no idea what these things are. Um, And, you know, when I fast forward, I. You know, like as a therapist, you witness so much. You know, you, you, you sit and witness to young girls and women's lives and they will share with you everything. They will share with you the gang rapes. They will share with you um, how their girlfriend invited them over and set them up to be gang raped, mm. right? right? Oh, wow. You know, right. they, will, they will share with you how they had to get jumped in, how, um, you know, boyfriend told her to do this, how it's almost expected that he's going to sleep with other women, but at least he shows me as the girl, right. as the but, main chick. But let me ask you, but these these messages that the girl's worth is due to her how her physical appearance uh-huh. and also to attention, the level of attention from men, mm-hmm. is is that coming from the mass culture and that's what's having an impact on these these, so, these little girls? hip-hop lover. Hip, you know, like, you, you look at me, I, I have, I've always had mixed feelings about hip-hop because, you know, it's, it's almost like a gun. You, the gun isn't the problem, it's who uses it and what they use it for. Hip hop is a tremendously powerful tool. If you look how global it's gone, you look how many, you know, I, I, I can think of exact songs that have inspired me to be more confident and to be more sexual, to be more sexualized. But as a woman, great. As a young girl, not so much. 
Absolutely. Louis, no. what about that? Does that make sense? I, I think that uh, you're spot on, and I think that we have to co contextualize the role of music, especially in black culture, right? So we know that music was able to unite enslaved African people on plantations who couldn't speak the same language, but who knew as soon as you hear the beat of that drum, the revolt's about to happen, revolution is coming, get ready, to the point where they had to outlaw the drum during plantation slavery. Outlaw the drum because music has power. In the black church, you use music to open up people to spirituality, to Absolutely. receive and to mm -hmm. interact with God mm -hmm. in the spiritual realm so music is very very powerful and when you are putting to music that consistency of messaging that says your value is only in how racially ambiguous you can look because it's not even just are you pretty it's are you a certain type of light-skinned pretty so light-skinned that yep. you can't really tell we did a show about that whole thing yeah, oh, yeah. yes it was amazing yep. yeah um but can you are, are you available to men so that they can do what they want with you have their way with you and that then mm -hmm. becomes the value and when you put a soundtrack behind the oppression of women in a world where we're already being consistently oppressed at every point that we're interacting with yes. other parts of society that's a recipe for disaster but is it wrong to single out hip-hop because women the sexualization of women that's used in everything Absolutely. now I love everything all for but in terms of our communities but in terms of what we're dealing with right now I would be foolish if I were a cancer doctor and didn't say certain foods are going to contribute more to you getting cancer or to exacerbating if I'm a diabetic cancer doctor I would be foolish if I didn't tell my patients there are certain foods that if you take in that type of food it's going to cause your foot to fall off like mm -hmm. so we have to be honest it's not hip-hop's fault but hip-hop is becoming the soundtrack for the realities that we're living and until we are either if we're going to leave hip-hop as it is it is incumbent upon us who love black girls to create some alternative that can counter it because we can't leave it as it is because right now it's it's helping to fuel the ways that we're tearing ourselves apart because where's the education message where is the where i mean i look at i look at this room and look at everybody so accomplished in this room and yet where where is that message like if if you're 10 or 11 years old growing up in a, a, a housing development with maybe your grandmother's raising you and a couple of other kids and what chance do you have? No, but also think about like Facebook and social media. How yes. many times do you see a little girl dropping it, popping it, twerking yep. it? Little girl, three years old, four years old, diapers With on. With her family around yes. to yeah. yeah. going viral. Yeah. Going yes. We actually we did. We had a little controversy with uh, a couple of the community events because they had the little kids, the little girls, and they were out there twerking, and people thought it was cute, and other people said this is just things are changing. I you mean, know, there was a, if it's kids, kids with kids, it's one thing, but you got adults sitting there watching absolutely. that. Absolutely, there was a book, The Hip Hop Generation, and in the book, the writer uh, Bakara Kitwana, his name was, mm -hmm. he turned around and spoke about how back in the day. Generation X, the ba the baby boomers, even uh, you would go to a a man would go to a strip club, and they would go low key. They would go when people didn't really know they were there. They would almost be ashamed to be there. Now they, it, they were in areas where people didn't drive by that much, where, where you didn't even know it was really there, and and it wasn't really something that was applauded. Nowadays, men are going often, frequently because, and he says this in the book, it's feminism and women's empowerment has struck such a chord that on the flip side of that men are going to strip clubs as an escape to view and objectify the woman in a different environment now I'm not judging people that do whatever they want to do if they're grown adults, as you said. But it's the images for the young women that we're talking about. Now, when we were younger, we wouldn't walk past a newsstand and see Show Magazine or Smooth Magazine mm -hmm. on every newsstand with women that have physically altered their bodies mm -hmm. and are half naked on the cover 
Every day, if you're a young girl going to school, every day you're walking to school every morning and you see these magazines on every single newsstand and yep. in your little mind, you don't know. They've paid thousands of dollars for these bodies. Their bodies, for the most part, aren't real anymore. And it's giving you this uh, subconsciously every day, this is what I'm supposed to look like. This is what men want me to be. So I think you're right. When we were growing up in the previous generation, we Excuse me, we did have Little Kim. We did have Foxy Lauren Brown. Hill, right, but we right. had the balance. The Queen and, we, and, we, Queen and we didn't have the exposure to them 24 7, like, like is how yeah, Young MA, what about yeah, that? That's what I was about to say. Like, it's, it's more so the exposure. Like, those type of things get exposed more than. Because there's people out here who make music that's, you know, speaking realistic. Absolutely. You know right. what I mean about, yeah. you know, anything they're going through, realistic things, for instance, like uh, J. Cole, you know what I mean? Like, but these type of people don't get played on the radio as often Absolutely. as, you know, the twerk songs and, you know what I mean? And the the the, the, the magazines with the girls that's half naked. Like, it's, it's I'm quite sure it's magazines out there where a woman is fully dressed with a business suit on or something, but they're not going to show that as much. Right. So it's more so the advertisement. Like, people going to make music how they make it, mm. period. You can't tell them nothing. Like, a movie's going to make a movie how it makes a movie. A reality show's going to make a reality show how it show. But if, if they're going to expose that as more than anything else, it's like, yeah, it's like, you know what I mean? So it's, it's people out there who have... You know what I mean? Positive music. It just doesn't get exposed. It's just oversaturated. I feel like there has been a shift in pride. Mm. Back in the days, like, I'm from the South. I'm not from New York. So I got a different upbringing than, you know, being here. Than us wild New Yorkers. I mean, you know what it is for me? I feel like like growing up in New York, it's just so many distractions. Mm. So it's very hard for you to focus on things, especially as a child. So you can get on the train just to go to school. Like, that's a distraction. Right. So for me, it's like the shift in pride is what has really, really changed things. When I grew up, the person who I looked up to the most, especially entertainment-wise, was Josephine Baker. Josephine Baker was not the drop-it-like-it's-hot twerk type, but she still had a level of sexy sex appeal and class, but she still was very active with her community. She had so many great things about her. So that was something that I looked up to. Now when you look at young girls, like my little sister, she's 12 years old. She you, is You know what, Duchess, I want to come back with you. We got, we're we going to talk about what young girls look up to yeah. and your little sister. We need to take a short break. Gotcha. You're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. Got an amazing panel. We're talking about the influences on young women, especially the influences on girls in the mass media, in the mass culture. Does hip-hop have more of an influence than anything else in our communities? That's what we're talking about. On Twitter, at Lisa Evers. Instagram, at Lisa Evers. And uh, on our feedback line, 212-367-1672. We'll be back right after this. I said I got that eight inch in the closet. Yeah, they hating, but they watch it. Being in my bag, I'm in my wallet. Mad I admit, I be thought and I get for my looks. You get for your pocket. I don't care if she foreign. I don't care if she exotic. I like women from the hood that are popping when they cock it. When we driving and we hear that whoop Yeah, I'm sorry, she don't run. She be the one to take the work and she hide it. And now they lookin', lookin', they won't find it And now her smell like that exotic Y'all can have that for from the island Ain't nothing like a damn project If you ain't red life, you ain't poppin' And if the head ain't right, she ain't right You ain't her, young and made a trend to top it You ain't her, up some commas, you just comin' Like a skateboard
That joint is called Brooklyn Poppin' from Brooklyn-based rapper Young M.A., who's with us here in studio. Welcome back to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're focusing on what's going on with our girls fighting, more getting involved in the criminal justice system, the over-sexualization at a really young age. Is hip-hop to blame with all those stripper videos and all of that? Or is hip-hop being singled out and it's a much wider cultural problem? Joining us in studio, Shauna Marie. She's a psychotherapist. Simone Amelia, international media personality. Young M.A., Brooklyn-based female rapper. Her video, which uh, got millions, <laughs> millions of hits on YouTube is uh, called Brooklyn Chirac. She's with us. Larie Favors, an attorney, and she's director of Breaking the Cycle and also president of Afro State of Mind Girls Program. She works with young girls and Duchess TV personality and reality show star, owner of the new show Pretty in Ink. And she's um, has her degree, master's degree in business administration, and proud HBCU graduate. And Duchess, you're telling us about your your tw- your younger sister, sister and what what influences do you see happening? I with mean, her? her number one thing she loves Chris Brown, and Chris Brown is not a terrible person, but that's not the person that, as a child, I would want to look up to. He's still technically, you know, a child himself, um, but that's the the shift in pride. Now we take pride in what kind of car you got. You got some red bottoms. Um, what kind of pocketbook you carrying? Let me see your diamonds. These are the things we take pride in. Before, like for me growing up, I took pride in having straight A's because I wanted to impress my dad. I took pride in being one of the few girls that didn't lose their virginity till I was 18. Like I just took pride in certain things that now you talk to young girls and that's not even a figment of their mental right now. They're not not even even in there. They're not even thinking or considering those things. For me, I feel like as the millennial generation, we are the biggest population right now. The baby boomers have pretty much died out. We control 80% of the market value for consumers. That's big. When you have that type of purchasing power, you definitely have enough power to shift the ideals and focus of these generations. But that has to come into play with, okay, the 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 cutest shoes to wear how it how like even now i'm a tattoo artist i'm a tattoo model i have magazine covers where i'm in bathing suits i have magazine covers where i'm in suits and that's something that i feel is my strength my strength is not how beautiful i look with my clothes off my strength is how beautiful my mind can work with or without clothes but we don't have that sense of self and that value of of the things that we can possess in our own selves like we just look for that in the materialistic things in the things you can just go out and buy Shauna Marie what about the external influence like that I honestly my thought when you asked that question about um, is hip hop being singled out all I kept thinking was it's not the only influence but there's a responsibility when you're an artist when you're an art form you have a responsibility to the people that you impact you have a responsibility to your fan base and the generations to come their legacy so i I just keep thinking there's such, such a huge opportunity to have a positive impact on the minds and emotions of young girls and women you know because we hear it at our age now too 
Yes. I'd be hard pressed, and I know. Um, I mean, you were talking about J. Cole. I, like I sat and I just, I had to sit back and look at even the artists that I respect for the positivity that they bring. Every single one of them is also colored with calling us the B word, colored with talking about how and when and what we can do sexually. What you can do to them and and how you can do exactly. So we're not free of it. There, there, this is also a point too that that that. I've discussed with a lot of people too, is, is that the things that are said about women, the kinds of comments that are made about women, if they were made about any particular religious group, ethnic group, racial group, yes, would be right. considered biased. Right, and I think that's- But because as women, we're not- Sexism permeates spaces that even racism can't quite get into in some ways, right? So like the devaluing of women, like Common, who can still make righteous bees get low, even as he's like doing all this righteous, wonderful glory, you know what I mean? So being, um, belittling women and minimizing women to just what they can present physically, how they look, is something that is kind of like a protected space for all artists, for all forms of expression. Like that's the one thing, that's the one sacred cow that we're just not willing to give up. But I think that when we're talking about like the responsibility of hip-hop, you know, Paul Robeson, who was like the Jay-Z plus 50 <laughs> plus everybody combined yes. into one of his time, he said, the artist must select a fight for freedom or slavery. I have made my choice. There is no alternative. And that's because he was aware that as a black man, the words and the music that he put out and the art that he put out was going to have a direct impact on the people that had been so rendered um, disempowered by the conditions that we live in that to do anything but that was to be a further perpetuator of the harm against his people and so I'm not saying I need you know hip hop artists you know no more guns in the song <laughs> like, no more. I'm not saying that I need that but I do need there to be a recognition you know whether you want to be a role model or not our, there is a vacuum of leadership in our community and hip hop has one of the most powerful voices whether that's hip hop expressed in videos hip hop expressed in radio hip-hop expressed in reality however hip-hop is being expressed it's one of the most powerful mediums and voices right now my kids can't both listen to anything Nicki Minaj says Barack Obama maybe maybe mm -hmm. maybe yeah, maybe not. Well, let me, we have a hip-hop artist here <laughs> yes. you, young M.A. what do you think about that in terms is that is it right to expect that sense of responsibility from artists or do you think women it's, it's okay there's a certain amount of disrespect that's that's allowed to be said about women that wouldn't be allowed about any other group um I don't know. I kind of don't look at it like. Well, you like, don't have to be polite now. We no, don't like, you know. Never. Say it like hip hop. We want to know what you really think. That's no, why you're here. Definitely. Um. Okay, hip hop now. Um, I notice it's, it's always a lot of blame for hip hop. You know what I mean? And um, I can understand why people, you know, can say that, and I can understand why people feel offended by it. You understand? Like I said before, like it's more so what is exposed. Like it's 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 times where, like for instance, like when Nas made a positive song for the kids. Mm -hmm. I can. And yeah, I can. Yeah. And and I mean, it got played, but it, it didn't really. You know what I mean? Like it ain't really just get played. Like his 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 song about a woman or iced out chains or something would get played more than him talking for the kids and speaking for the kids. So it's not like. The music isn't there. I'm not saying everybody does it, but it is there. It just doesn't get exposed. I don't, I'm She's just right. trying to Can figure I out where She's absolutely push. right. You're, right. you're yes. absolutely right. Like, why? And people want the most violent. They want the most, yeah, the sexiest like, songs. You know what I mean? And sometimes we don't have control of that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, we want to push that, but if this is getting played on the radio every time, or if this is on the music videos all the time, or this getting played in a movie or in a reality show, it's, it's like it's like commercial. But it's, like what, the, it's what the audience it's wants. What that's they want. that's, you know what, that's what they say, Simone Amelia. Yeah, I just, I, I think just to add to what everybody is saying, you gotta see the beauty in it too sometimes, because for as much as 
Nicki Minaj's overly sexual image can be dissected a million times over. She's an independent woman who, in the recent GQ article, said, I've only had three boyfriends my entire life. Uh, she's made her money independently. and But, again, that all comes down to the conflicting imagery and, you know, the confusion surrounding women in hip-hop from day one. So exactly what, what you were saying, what, what everybody was saying now, Nicki Minaj is an example. Madame Tussauds made a wax figure oh. of her recently on God. All Falls. No, but let's not all say, oh, God, because Nicki Minaj liked the figure. Right, right. And, and so this is, this is what I'm saying. Nicki Minaj on Twitter talked about how much she liked the fact that she was in Madame Tussauds. She saw nothing wrong with the fact that she was on all fours. It was only after uh, women that saw a problem with it started speaking about it on social media that it became an issue. So, but no, it became an issue when images of people violating, violating. Her image. In, in addition yeah. to in addition to people right. violating her image, you know, there was an uproar, and, and rightfully so. Um, but Nikki didn't have a problem with it initially. So I think that it's there's a confusion and a confliction now surrounding women in hip hop in terms of, on the one hand, you have to respect. Nikki for certain values but on the flip side you may disagree with other things so that's a conversation within itself as well when I'm in my bathroom me and Nikki have a great relationship like but when I'm with my daughter and like my students Nikki and I Nikki makes my job very difficult because though Nikki Minaj did kick open doors for for her to own herself she kicked open doors for her to own herself in the same way that men are able to own the image of women so she's not kicking open doors in a Janelle Monae kind of way or in a way where she's like controlling an image that isn't sexualized and that's one of the things I think Digger had said on a previous show, like after Little Kim came out, it was much more difficult for female hip hop artists to become relevant, visible even, mm-hmm. if they kept their clothes on. And Nicki Minaj, like all of us, is exposed to images that say that's inappropriate. If she was raised on Little Kim like I was, that's kind of an appropriate yeah. image for her to aspire to. Right. So I think we got it. We can't blame the artist because I'm not expecting her to have some higher level of knowledge. And, and you're not expecting her to raise your kids either. Exactly. But I'm a pra- I'm a parent who has a husband who was in two parent household. We have all the things that we need to make our household. And work. you and my your husband students and kids don't. Too. The but students, students don't. Right. Exactly. And when they can don't, I say, unless- can I say something? Yeah. I just went to a Nicki Minaj concert, and I'm gonna tell y'all the truth. I went because. I had free tickets. Keep it on. Keep it hundred. I'm just gonna be honest. I went because it was free, and I took my little sister and I took my mom. Wow. Okay. When I tell you, it was one of the best concerts I've Earth. ever <laughs> attended in my entire life. She took an entire segment to not do songs Mm -hmm. but to empower those young girls in that audience Mm -hmm. and these are the things that we don't get to see see, right Right. this is the same thing like with 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 me these are these are things that some artists are doing but you don't get to see it and because you don't see it you think that it's not happening but but that's the thing she's got three boyfriends her whole life like that's great but that's not what you're telling my students every day but the reality of it is is i feel like this as well the message with Nikki some, sometimes is kind of like confusing. It gets, a it's, it gets yeah. confusing yeah. because to me, I feel like this. I'm a very intelligent black woman. I am self-made. I have, I'm I'm good, but guess what? I'm beautiful too, and I'm sexy. And if I want to exude that, I have the right to do that because I'm a grown woman, right? And I don't have children that are like mommy. What? What were what you, are you doing wearing? on that magazine? Mommy, mommy, right. mommy. I'm a grown woman that is independent, that has no children, that has no husband. I can do those things if I choose to. 
And that's what I feel like with her. That's how she. That's her. She chooses to do it. And just like we're talking about other artists, one thing that I really, really have been amazed to be exposed to is Willow Smith. People do not understand. Like the the media, they love to tarnish those mm-hmm. kids, Jaden and and Willow. And the reason why they love to tarnish their images is because if you listen to their messages, it will change this world. Mm-hmm. They are not yeah. talking about diamonds. They're talking about chakras. They're talking about healing. They're talking about crystals. They're talking about things that empower you, things that make you greater. They're mm-hmm. not sitting here like, where your red bottoms at, boo? Pop it like it's hot. And they go, more money than that's there. That's a new hit right there. Right. No, exactly. and, <laughs> and you know what's even more funny? Guess what? They are not mainstream in America no, where they live. No, but no. You go to London, you go to the UK, those they're young popping. kids are killing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to take yep. us 10 years to be able to accept that type of music because we're just so convoluted and, and ignorant. Conditioned. Mm-hmm. Yes, Condi- we're conditioned. What about, what about the conditioning aspect as a psychotherapist, Shauna Marie? Because some people say these images, and, and I don't want to just sing a out as the host of the show on a hip hop station, but also as a lover of hip hop. No, I mean, I love hip hop too, but I think it's, right. a, it's a difference between adults and children. But a lot of parent, for a lot of parents, it's hard to keep your kids protected from inappropriate images. But some people feel like almost, and in the, in the the lower you are in the economic scale, the less, the more the images Absolutely. are inundated in yes. your in your daily experience. You're you're not going on a lot of field trips. You're not going on vacations Absolutely. out of the country. You know, it's there every single day, mm-hmm. everywhere you go. So some people are saying it's almost like brainwashing it, it is we're brainwashing the boys to be violent we're bra- now we're brainwashing the girls to be you know i'm glad you, you said that because it is exactly like brainwashing um if you think about like the third right yes. when they when they rose to mm. power uh hitler taught nursery school rhymes that were anti-semitic right. yep. to prepare them to be in his army so you like like think that through of the power of of hearing an idea over and over right. and over again. So when we undo things, we use hypnotherapy, we do cognitive behavioral therapy, but we're working with your thoughts. So if you're hypnotized, literally hypnotized by repeatedly hearing certain ideas, it becomes internalized into your psyche, into yes. your consciousness. So that's a real thing. That's Because somebody and, said and that on the show once and everybody went, so whoa. Real. No, but, but also really, spiritually, oh, it gets into yes. your energy, in your aura, in your thought atmosphere and all around you. So to, to say that it, it, it doesn't have an impact and you're not internalizing, absolutely, you're brainwashing and you're, you're planting seeds in people's consciousness. So now, how do how do we undo that? Like, what you, advice for for parents that are listening right now? Because we have a lot of parents with small children that are listening. For for people, our regular audience that's listening, and they 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 want to be responsible, but they enjoy you know. Mm. Maybe but, you like trap no, music. But, there, let's not. No, hate. but you can like. You know? but don't allow your, you have you to don't have allow a filter your for kid. your child. Right. Like that's my biggest fear. I don't. I'm, that's why I don't have a kid right now. Because <laughs> I am so terrified that. I cannot live up to being able to control their upbringing. For me, as an adult, I have gone through so much stuff in my childhood that the TV show don't show why I'm so angry. Some of these things would help people understand and maybe they could get their life together. Right. But these are things that 
you hold on to and you harbor inside of you and you don't have a voice. You don't have a way to vent. You don't have a way to let these things out. And that's what these kids are going through. And I think to add to that, sorry, Duchess, to cut you off, um, we were talking about how we all know how important parents are. We all know. And we all work with young people. If you don't have a parent, which so many, a, a good parent, which so many of our young people don't have nowadays, you have to find a mentor. You have to find someone that you can look up to in your life because that can make the difference between life and death it, re it really really but, can but I the think balance the balance yes. of your level of exposure and also keep in mind hip-hop is now two three generations deep yes, right. yes. so you're going to have parents who are in their 30s right yeah who were raised on hip-hop mm -hmm. internalized those ideas to the point that they don't they see don't anything see wrong with putting As their a problem yes. by putting their daughter in a onesie with some little high heel um tims on mm -hmm. right, right? So, <laughs> no, but that's well, what about that? But even this, the science behind it, like I'm, I'm really glad the word brainwashing came up because there are study after study that shows how jingles work and how when you put one message to like children can pick up songs on the radio very, very easily because Hooking they're like enough. jingles. Exactly. But like the word, just look at the language, like a hook. Exa we talk hook, about the exactly. hook. Yeah. What, what happens jingle, with a hook? Why, you yeah, get caught. That's you one know? of the reasons <laughs> hip hop is right. used in advertising right now because jingles are just hooks that work really well. And I think that if we're, we, we talk about the parents and we forget that like filters aren't going to work with a population that has access to a smartphone because my students on a smartphone can pull up more than I could ever see in mm -hmm. one night of television. Uh, absolutely. They're going to have not just seeing it, but they're going to have social validation of it because people are going to like it. These are videos that are going viral. Yep. And so there is no filter. There's a reason that girls will brawl in a McDonald's because fighting on reality shows has made that a viable way of solving Do you problems. believe that? Yes. Do you believe absolutely. that? Because people were, yes. there were a lot of people well, that I'll were shocked. I was fighting there back in the day and there were a lot of reality shows. I was it's fighting. Not a, I, I mean, I've been jumped and have participated <laughs> in the negative you know, parts of jumping. Yeah. However, I knew that there were other ways of resolving issues. Now for my students, you step to them wrong, you disrespect them, that's the first and thing. I young and what about that? Yeah. It's, just, it's just now like we have phones and we have the internet. So right. people want to be the first to put it up mm -hmm. and, and show everybody, access. oh, look what happened. It ain't even, it ain't necessarily what More they're fight. saying. Right. They're going to fight regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. I, I want to say this. Oh, I'm sorry. I feel like... Um, as an adult, <laughs> as children, you learn a lot of things. We pick up on everything. This is why it's so important that you, you know, do certain things in front of children. But as an adult, you have to unlearn some things that aren't conducive to the adult that you want to be. Just because you watched your uncle beat your aunt, that's not something that you learned that you're supposed to keep and, and make that a part of your life. As adults, we're supposed to unlearn some of these things. And in unlearning some of these things, that means we don't pass it to the next generation. You stop that circle Break the of cycle. hurt right there. You stop it. Right. Frederick Douglass said it's easier to raise strong children than to repair broken people. Amen. Like once you're a man or a Leave woman it. who's broken, like repairing you, like once yes. someone gets to her office, to your psychotherapy office, the amount of breakage that they have gone through and what has required to heal that is unmatched compared to what would happen if we were giving our kids a solid education that allowed them to engage in media literacy so that they would know how to contact artists like you. They would know Great how to de decode but messages and decipher messages. Even, even the schools and like uh, even the schools in New York aren't like a hundred percent like horrible. kids do what they want. The books are tear teared off. Like it's yeah. it's not even like a learning environment to want to be in. So you can't necessarily it's like it's it's deeper than just music. It, like it it really is. it's the household it really that you're raised in, is yeah. the schools you're going to, like the teachers, everybody like well, let's talk let's talk about the household too, because a lot a lot of the households too where the girls are more most challenged. 
there may it may be a single parent and maybe a grand right. that's raising them or, or right. another family member maybe foster care whatever and not and we've had many success stories come out of those circumstances let's not forget that but you know they 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 come out because that one person has been there a hundred percent behind them from what I've seen but, but in terms to- of the father the father we talk talk a lot about the fathers and and sons what about fathers and daughters the the, the role fathers mm-hmm. play mm-hmm. with the daughters wow. Because I, my first thought was Nas's song Daughters. Right. Mm. Yes. right. You know, so, you know, here's someone who spent 20 years in hip hop writing a variety of types of songs and came around and saw full circle what his daughter internalized. Right. Right. And he's and like, the wow, she's doing that, that because. She made. Yeah. I wasn't raised with a father. I, I was raised by a single mother who left school at 14 years old. Um, and I think I turned out okay. Right. We think you turned out great. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah. I, I, so I get a little bit touchy about the subject of single mothers and where are the fathers. And I understand there are statistics and I know how hard it is for single mothers. And I'm like, Duchess, I haven't had a child yet because there's so many factors I want in place. I think I'm a little bit of a perfectionist too much to wait for that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but fathers are very important. But I think one good parent Right. Is it's better than right. two bad ones right. or two uninvolved right. ones. On the contrary of that, I was raised with a mother and a father. My dad took me to school every day of my life up until I could drive myself. So I have a very, very strong relationship with him. For me, what that did was that allowed me to see the characteristic of a man and a woman and what that relationship together means, how that man is supposed to treat that woman how that woman is supposed to treat that man. I got to see that dynamic, and don't get me wrong, I wasn't raised in a perfect perfect household, mm-hmm. but I still got to see that example. So when I got to, to college and I'm away from my parents, and this dude like, yo, what up, shawty? Come on over here, girl, let me holler at you. I'm not even responding to that <laughs> like because one. I've seen my father court my mother. Mm-hmm. I've seen certain standards that I cannot allow myself not to have. But if I didn't see it, what role would it play? Like, and where we, would you have gotten that? And right. and that's what, like, I can I can understand what she's saying because she's seen a different side of that. But for me in my shoes, I'm like, without that, I don't know where I would be. Yeah, you're and thankful even, for that. Yes, and, very grateful. Be, very, you, very, absolutely. Yeah. But you absolutely. can be raised by a single parent. I was raised by a, my mother. My parents divorced when I was nine. Um, Twelve, something. A lot of things happened. There was a lot going on. Um, that said, my mom was able to raise me to be a strong woman, but she wasn't able to give me a model for how strong, healthy women positively interact with men. Right. She there wasn't it is. able right. to give my brother an example of how strong young men interact with women he's related to yes and we you know wanted to obviously teach him how but he didn't know how to interact and wasn't taught didn't have an example for how healthy relationships across genders should look right and so I think that it is important to have a model wherever you can get it be it the mentor be it the but as you mentioned young MA like the teachers like we train teachers on culture and race in the classroom so we see what happens when teachers are like I get paid to teach anyway right Right? they're like you know you're gonna be here today I'm gonna be I get a paycheck whether you learn or whether you don't and there's just no space and if they do bad they get stuck they in that rubber bad, room where they get a check and read the newspaper all and day. we mm-hmm. have this powerful tool in hip-hop culture. It's true. That, that's it's true. true. Real talk. <laughs> that was really my first job powerful. when I came here. We have this powerful hip-hop culture, Teaching. but we don't have a counterculture that shows the power and the beauty and yeah. strong, positive interactions between black and brown people that are healthy. So I'm even if hip-hop stays right where it's at right now and it never improves and it never does anything better, it is incumbent upon us who are adults who have seen what can happen to be creating a counterculture that we can give our kids an alternative to say, okay, this is one aspect and one element of our culture 
how we treat each other. Here's something else. Here's how a community that's healthy treats each other. Here's how community yes. builders work together. Here's how a black thriving community looks. And this is what you can aspire to as well. So we just have a different responsibility. All right. I'm ready. We're Yay. doing it. Yay. We're all over. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> Sean Marie, what, what about the, you know, the advice for parents? I would say that um, you, you have a responsibility to almost curate the content that your child has access to. If possible. And it's a huge responsibility. It's not just TV and radio. It's their phones, the Internet. And so, you know, in that responsibility, you can't – we're not at a, at a point where you could say, all right, no radio, no TV. You've got to give them access. But now it's putting you – you've got to put together the playlist. You can find positive, independent artists. You can find, but listen to the music before you let them hear it. My my life in hip hop changed when my godson sat in the back and started mouthing some of the words of what I was playing, and I was like, Ert! that stops today because it's bigger than me. It now has an impact on this little boy and how he thinks of himself and women and life. So parents, same thing, curate the music, curate the television shows, cururate what they have access to on their phones and have discussions with them about it. Once they're exposed- I think you have to have discussion yeah, because then they, you can yeah. say, oh no, you can't play that video game. You can't play that yeah. video game, but they go over to the little friend's house right. you know and he has is? it or she has yes. it and they're playing it. Exactly. The problem is parents give kids you can't do this give them a reason why they can't do it help them understand yes. why is you shouldn't do this help them understand the reason behind it because that's like the generation that we live in is the age of technology right. parents can right. you can have a, a dummy phone that you can see everything your child is doing on their phone <laughs> if you want to be aware no, you can you right. can do like, that these you can are the see things, their messages before but, they but do what on we the wall. live in is the age where now the the people who are parents and are older, that they've gotten to the point where, all right, we have all of these things. They don't even know how to use the stuff. So how can they monitor it? How can they say, who was you talking to at 4 o'clock in the morning on Facebook? What is you doing? You got school today. Exactly. They don't know how to do that. So we're in an age where the kids know more about the stuff than the parents. But even if they don't know, they can still take the phone at 9 they or 10 can, o'clock right. when they put them to bed. Yes, they but can. But you need to be able to explain why Trap Queen is a problem to be seen Ex at 8 exactly. years old. Like our 8-year-old loves song Trap Queen. He hears it. at. And you were mentioning the events that you've had before where little girls were twerking. You know, you go to a middle school, an elementary school in anywhere in New York, and they're playing Hot N-Word. They're playing, like, all the songs that you... And the little kids is like, you know what I mean? They're they love, And it. they know all the words. We, need, uh, we had to explain to our son, this is what a Trap Queen is. Here's why it's problematic here's how it negatively impacts the community and this is why you we don't want you listening to it or singing it. and if other right. people are here's the frame we need you to take as you're listening and participating because otherwise he's yeah. just a, he's, he's ripe for the taking because he's a young kid in new york and he's exposed to everything that we want him to be exposed to but curating that content is huge i think that i think the conversation is important thing my nephew was yeah. doing video games and he's like is this one appropriate and i'm like <sighs> right. you know what if you're asking, what do you think? Right. Okay. He's right. like, I don't think it is. I go. I go. How about this? I go. <laughs> I go. How about this? I go. How about if you think you have to ask me if it's appropriate? It's not. Ninety-nine percent of the time, it's not going right. to be. So that's a, that's like your your little gauge there. One thing we also tell parents to do in our parent engagement workshops is to print out the lyrics to songs and read them out loud with no sound, no music. And we'll actually do this with our high school, middle school students. We'll print out the top ten songs and we have to read it as if it were a text and no music so you get out of the the beat of it and which the is addictive the beat and they're horrified let me tell you i do that with reading. the artists mm. i have a segment called face the music where i read their lyrics back to them i did it with trina as an example wow. once she was like did i really say that <laughs> 
Because it's true. Face the music. That's you great. don't realize how powerful, going back to the brainwashing, you don't realize how powerful the words are because the beat is so hard. It's so you addictive know? and yeah, so, yeah. so yeah. hot. So that's very true. I got, a, I got an idea just to throw out there. Okay, I this know may that. have to be the final thought. Okay, I know that all time. of us are familiar with the Willie Lynch papers. Oh, yes. How funny is it that an institution so amazing as hip hop that we created, we allow those same papers to control? Mm. That's crazy to me. But we've embodied the messages of those so papers. deeply so that we do not understand how to separate yeah. those situations. Yeah. And it, it, I challenge any artist out there that's listening, put a song, make make a song that's about that. Mm. Educate us. Educate us. I, I talked to people at Black Ink and I was like, y'all ever read the Willie Lynch papers? Everybody was like, no. I was like, oh my God. I read it when I was 10, 12, 15. My whole entire, every time I would forget something my day, like, you might need to pick that up again. It's time for you to read that again. Yep. Like, I'll we're not mind. doing that. No. We're not doing that. No. Can but final, final word real quick because we have to. I'm just going to offer a suggestion because I do think there is a lot of opportunity. All of us have access to social media. So every single thing that we share, we're giving voice to it. We're giving space to it. We're shining light on it. Make a point of sharing every inspiring, positive hip hop song that you ever hear. Every artist who's unknown and underground and has something empowering and encouraging to say, share that. Check this out. Right. No, absolutely. Share I think that. it's a great idea. Nice. Simone, final thought real quick? Ooh, come back to me, please. All right. <laughs> y- young M.A., people want to find you. Where can they find oh, you? Oh, yeah. Y'all can f- oh, damn. Y'all going to say something about my Instagram name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's good. No, we're not because we're almost out of time for the show, so you're going to be off the hook. All right, Henny and the house. Ah, yeah. That's my Instagram name, Henny yeah. All right, we're gonna real, real quick, You can follow me at Afro State of Mind on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and my website, AfroStateOfMind.com, where we continue the conversation. You gotta come back. We gotta do a whole yeah, show on women and hip hop. No, we gotta do a whole uh, show. We're shouting out. I just I'm at, at Boss Lady TV. At, Boss, at Boss Lady media. TV. Yeah. And I'm at Duchess of Ink. Okay, and Duchess of Ink, <laughs> final, final word. We're gonna give you a final I word. I just wanna say, like, to, to all of us that especially have a voice, like, let's. My voice on TV is different than my voice in the community, and I appreciate that Amen. because the voice yeah. that I have in the community, that's my voice. That's your balance. That's exactly. my power. Yep. The things that and they you see really on do TV come out. I can vouch for that. It's only my platform, and I want people to realize that. And young girls who aspire to want to be on that, aspire to be better than that. That's like the bottom of the barrel. Exactly. Aspire to be at the top. But you're, exactly. giving, no you're giving them to balance. Them. Thank God. You are giving them balance. I appreciate exactly. that. No, we appreciate yeah. it. And we, we appreciate all of you for being here in the studio with us. Psychotherapist Shauna Marie at Boss Lady TV, Simone Amelia, Young M.A., the rapper, Larie Favors, yeah, attorney yeah. and uh, <laughs> worker with young girls, Afro State of Mind, and Duchess of Inc., Duchess, the one and only TV personality. We're going to be looking for pretty in ink and uh, thank you all so much for being with us thank you Lisa we, we really thank appreciate you. it Lovely. and I want to thank my whole crew here at Hot 97 our executive producer Tone Capone my associate producer Rose D our other producers Melissa Quinones Mia Bell NYC follow me on Twitter at Lisa Evers Instagram at Lisa Evers and uh, you know you know what's happening now Wednesday nights on Fox 5 at 10, at 10 o'clock is the news but before that is Empire so that means I get to do a lot of hip hop stories so if you have a great hip hop story for me you want to be on Street Soldiers you have a great idea you want to be a guest on this show you have a topic you want us to consider hit up my executive producer Tone that's T-O-N-E at LisaEvers.com that's Tone at LisaEvers.com and you can get free podcasts of this show you can see my Fox 5 videos the hip hop stories 
and the regular news stories. You can catch up on all your Street Soldiers episodes, find out about the guests and the books that they recommend and all that good stuff on LisaEvers.com. So have a great week, everybody. Remember, use your mind as your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Push for peace.